If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked. It's episode 455 for August 5th, 2020. Ryan McCaffrey here with you. Thank you for the introduction, Master Chief. I am joined, as always, by Destin Legary. Bam! Not as always. I've been out. Yeah, mostly as always. You still counts as always. And Miranda Sanchez, good to see you as always. Me, actually, as always. I, I just never leave. Thank Hello. Rub it into Destin. There it is, buddy. Show up more, Destin. Stop yeah, I'm going to take another vacation for Gamescom. Oh, my god! And by vacation, yeah. I mean massive, crazy production schedule. Yes. No, it's coming up. Uh, it's less than a month away. We've got Gamescom to look forward to. IGN, the exclusive media partner there. So we've got all, we'll have all kinds of, you know, live streams and, and developer showcases, kind of like our, our live show at home, similar to what you saw with Summer of Gaming and with Comic-Con as well. So stay tuned for that later in the month. Uh, I am relieved. We're, so we're a day late because of me. I ran into tech support issues. My microphone decided to just eat it and after a few years and just just keeled over and died suddenly after I recorded something last week. So I get pay for the new shipping, get the new one. And then it, yesterday we sit down to record. It didn't want to work. So I was ready to throw it through a window. Long story <laughs> short, friends, if you happen to run into microphone issues, make sure your windows, if you're on PC, is uh, is up to date with the latest Windows build because I did a I did the Windows update from uh, I was running like a nine month old build and sure enough whatever that driver the drivers the all that stuff cured it right up and here we go so I am relieved. It's always the drivers, always yeah. those drivers. I tried it with uh, I just plugged it into my wife's Mac laptop and I was like and it just worked flawlessly instantly in uh, in GarageBand and I was like well you win this round Apple. <laughs> I'm, I'm normally a Windows guy. I'm a PC guy. It's like, all right, all right, I have to, I have to defer. You, you win this one, Macintosh. But anyway, uh, one other quick programming note. IGN first for August has kicked off. Our friends in the UK uh, are putting together this month's coverage with Outriders, which is the new Square Enix published game from People Can Fly. Now, Xbox fans will remember them as the developers of Gears of War Judgment, and then also Bulletstorm, which is arguably their most uh, beloved game that they've done over the years. And Destin, Outriders kind of has, I think that's going to be up right up the alley of a lot of Destiny fans, if you've seen (laughs) any of that before. It's not really like a shared world shooter, but a lot of the powers do echo uh, aspects of Destiny. I think uh, Remnant from the Ashes is a closer comparison. Sort of like... uh, you can play single player, you can play with other people, but it's not like it's not in the same vein as Destiny, but I don't know, it's hard to, hard to explain. It's a little it's just like that much different. Yeah, but I am definitely excited for Outriders. Awesome. And then Miranda, you've been busy playing something new and fun as well. 
Yes, I've been waiting to talk about this for a while. We just haven't found the right time. Ooh, Blitz is in early access, and I'm so happy. You guys know I've been talking about this game for years. Yes. <laughs> and then they're just like, hey, guys, we're going to come out in early access. I was just like, hello? <laughs> so I've been freaking out about that because it's, it's kind of like a dream game for me. Uh, for that, those of you who don't know what it is, it is kind of a town sim meets Pokemon. So it's like a creature battler. But instead of like actually battling, uh, you have dance battles and they're really cute. And you get to pet your little ooblets. And then in order to get a new one, you don't catch them. You go and grow them. You, you, you defeat them in a battle. Then you give them a little pet and say, thanks for battling. And then they give you a seed and then you just grow it. Um, and then, of course, the town's really cute. It's written super really well super really well great great line there Miranda. uh but uh i i just love the entire just vibe of it um it, it is early access and it is definitely very early access like I've, I've run into a few bugs here and there there's some stuff that's just not in the game yet um so if you are interested in playing it now or picking it up now it is not a finished game it is very clear about that um and i think what's there though is really really fun and has a whole lot of promise for whatever they have whenever the game's done so that's on um xbox um early access and then you can also get that on pc for epic games so you can I do that, i guess game preview technically for xbox the but double fine was going to be publishing it but then they double fine was acquired by microsoft i mean not that it super matters i mean the game's what matters but is it is it still uh is double fine still involved or is it just the the developer publishing themselves just a developer. So they, uh, yeah, are doing their own thing. They separated from Double Fine after they were acquired. So that was a thing that happened. So I'm guessing that's also maybe why they're in uh, early access now. But this was originally an idea at Xbox uh, game. So it's, it's right. very cool to see how much it's grown and changed. Excellent. Well, good stuff. Uh, there is, it's been, this has been probably been one of the better summers that I can recall as far as having good games to play. Like we too often, Summer is just this desert wasteland of video games, but not this year. Across really whichever platform you're playing on, there's been some good stuff. All right, good stuff. All right, let's move on. We've got plenty to talk about in the world of Xbox news this week. I want to start with what I think is the biggest story of the week, and that is beginning September 15th, so just over a month away, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members can play more than 100 games from the cloud through xCloud, uh, it's only going to be Android phones and tablets to start with, but uh, that that is uh, the next step in in xCloud becoming a real thing, part of your Game Pass Ultimate subscription. So uh, the game you got Minecraft Dungeons is one of the highlights. Destin is Destiny Two. You can play that on the go. Tell That's me a really why. Big deal. Yeah, which yeah. will be a, a new release. Gears Five, uh, Yakuza Kiwami Two, and a bunch more. So. Uh, and it's uh, here's just a quick note from Microsoft. All the experiences you ex- expect on Xbox and your gaming profile travel with you on mobile, including your friends list, achievements, controller settings, and saved game progress. You can continue your Gears 5 campaign while traveling away from your home console, or if a sibling or roommate's using the TV, you can still complete strikes with friends in Destiny 2. Uh, and then on top of this, before we, we get to the discussion, Microsoft also confirmed a number of officially licensed third-party accessories to go with this, ranging from $15 sort of controller clips that go on there, and then you stick your phone in it so you're just playing with your actual controller with your phone right there, all the way up to uh, a $100 things that that basically turn your phone into a switch. So it's uh, like a dock thing, and then you've got controls on either side. So uh, this all seems really cool. And Miranda, I think you might be the only Android user, at least among the three of us. Have you spent much time with this yet? Uh, Yeah, I have spent a little bit of time with it. It's been a while since I've opened it and tried out some games. Um, But it is really easy to use. I like how I can just pick up save states pretty simply. Um, it does, of course, depend a lot on your Wi-Fi that you have. Like, if right. you have good connection, if you're, like, sitting next to your router, you're going to be pretty good. But again, like, I haven't played with it in a while, but when I have, like, it's it's worked really well, and it's been pretty neat to have that option to continue something. I could see this as, like, a nice way to go back if you're achievement hunting. It's like, oh, I want to pick this up, but I've already had, like, the full experience on TV, and now, you know, 
taking on my phone. Like, honestly, this is this is a really small screen to use for a game. So, like, playing Gears on here, like, you're going to miss a lot of details and stuff. But since I've already played it and I've seen so much of it, it'd be nice to, like, hop back in. It's like, oh, well, I want to go c- complete this one thing. And I think that use case is, like, really fun. Or to their point about Destiny 2, it's like... Yeah oh, I've lived in this world for so long, but I just really want to finish this one thing while I'm on vacation. Sorry, family, give me a second here. <laughs> and that's like the perfect time to pick up and play it. Um, and it, of course, being a part of Game Pass is fantastic. Yeah, you make a really good point about it probably being a complimentary experience. And and that's one thing I'll give Microsoft a lot of credit for. I, I mean, I feel like, not to make it a competition, but just when you compare what how Microsoft is approaching this with xCloud versus how Google is trying to to get word around with Stadia, you know, Stadia is sort of, there is no physical media or local copy sort of safety net underneath Stadia, which I think freaks people out more about, about entitlements, digital entitlements, and what happens if Google decides to just pull the plug about on, on the games. But it, it does, you're right, Miranda, I think this seems like a thing where it sort of supplements your regular TV gaming rather than replacing it. Yeah. And I think to your point too, like that's just such a smart plan because I mean, if you look at Stadia, right, like you're not just getting games when you, when you pick up a Stadia controller, like you have to buy them still. Um, And then if you get the like upgraded edition for the pro edition that you can actually get some games through that subscription, but the library is, just like honestly not super there like there's some really great games on there but it's like this these some of these games have been out for so long uh with at least with game pass like that library is massive like there's just i don't think there's like a way to compare these libraries fairly be like well obviously (laughs) xbox is is a clear winner here so um i have been keeping up a, a, a close eye on like what stadia has and i think they will have things in the future that are really interesting or will be really good um, and it's cool to see them growing those partnerships, but I think Microsoft is just making such a great move to make this, again, as complimentary. Um, that being said, do you mind if we get a little bit into the Game Pass conversation about this aspect? Yes, please do. <laughs> okay, so so there's three SKUs right now. So you have Ultimate, which is the one that they really try to push, which is about $15 a month. First month is a dollar, as always. Um, and that, of course, has the game library that at all levels have. Uh, you get some discounts here and there. And then the biggest benefits of that is that you get the PC version and the console version. But then you also, of course, get gold included. And then you're going to get uh, xCloud. So what I would really like to see them do with NextGen is change the service pretty substantially. What I want to see them do is roll in gold across the board with Game Pass. Like, just don't even include that as like an ultimate perk. That is just the base part of Game Pass. I think that would be such a great, great, great thing for users um especially to like hop into these games and just automatically be able to play what they want um and then having i think xcloud as part of that ultimate is really such a great deal so i think that is like the nice value point of ultimate if like you can just take your game states anywhere like that's a that's it's huge um and of course not everything but i think that would be the value that i would see with ultimate and of course having pc and console too you might be onto something too, Miranda, because there's been a ton of speculation since they decided to sort of change the logo and they've changed how Xbox Live Gold works right now. Like you can't buy full year memberships anymore. So I'd love to see whatever's going on there. It feels like they're going to be announcing something quite soon. And if what you outlined is true, that would be phenomenal. I, yeah, I just think it makes sense. I it's silly that we're paying for gold the same way we are if you're just if you have like the base <laughs> subscription. Like if you don't have a PC, there's not really the reason to get to ultimate unless you're also trying to get gold in there because if you're paying for the subscription separately, it's a little pricey, so you might as well just go ultimate. But I think it's it's time. Like just just make the moves. I hope in the August event they just detail that and make the change almost immediately. Um especially with hearing that Halo is going to be free to play multiplayer. Like it doesn't really I don't know. Honestly, if they could just make online service completely free, that would be the best case scenario. But, you know, and then, then they could just get rid of Games of Gold because, I mean, as much as we like it, obviously, I think a lot of us who have Game Pass, it's like this isn't really worthy anymore. And I think a lot of the games that we have coming to it aren't usually as exciting anymore because I think so many of them are on Game Pass. So I think it's really time for them to shake up those services a bit. And it'd be really, really great if they could be the first ones to say, hey, we are so super consumer friendly. 
So much so that we're going to give you online access to your games for free. Yeah, I think... Um, no, go ahead, Destin, please. My, Miranda, your points are great. Just sort of talking about the the streaming aspect of it and how it's going to work with Android and everything like that. Having played Stadia quite a bit and used this service uh, at least a little bit when it's in beta, the input delay on games like Destiny and stuff, it drives me absolutely insane. Like, it, it's really hard. It's fine if you got to, like, run to Zur in Destiny and buy an exotic for that week, you know? But if yeah. you actually have to do something on the Stadia side, it's been really frustrating to just, like, hit your shots the way that you want to. And uh, Xbox, I've heard really positive things from the community. My experience hasn't quite been that solid, so hopefully they continue to refine and work on this, but I, I would rather just, I don't know, just wait for the TV well, to become available. To be fair, it is all still beta, uh, and th in fact, it's not even going to be on iOS in, for this September 15th thing is, as I said, it's Android only for now. So mm -hmm. um, presumably, my I don't actually know why, but I, I would guess it's just because Google's uh, Android's a more open platform and, and it's just easier for them to, to get up and running on it versus uh, iOS. But, you know, it's, it is going to evolve. I mean, Microsoft has said for a long time now that xCloud isn't a thing that will be done for quite a while like it is it is continually evolving continually in development but but yeah like i i still i think it's one of those things where you really don't think you don't believe it until you actually experience it and see that it works and it's not to take anything away destin from from the experience you've had which has been less than ideal but i know like the the only time i've been able to spend with xcloud so far was for like literally 60 seconds at E3 last year, they had a kiosk with some yeah. some phones, and, and Miranda, you were with me actually. And uh, and I and I think I think I was doing Halo, uh, maybe Halo Five, I think it was, and it felt surprisingly good. Uh, and of course, that's under a pretty constrained Wi-Fi at a at an event space. So yeah, I mean, it. it we, now the good news is too. We've got uh, all the rumors point to this year's iPhone, which will be out actually right around September 15th, even though this is Android only for now. Uh, the new iPhones are supposed to be 5G, and so I imagine there will be 5G Androids uh, devices as well, which, which should that should time out nicely with this, I think. Yeah, um, I, if I do remember correctly, I think when we were playing that at E3, they had it on Ethernet, which was... Okay. A weird situation, which is I remember being weird. Um, but I'm so sad to get to let you like have some time with it while we were in the office back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do hope we see them implement iPhones sooner than later. Of course, mostly just because I have an iPad and it would be nice to just go like sit in bed with my iPad. But you know, <laughs> I'm actually trying to connect to my Xbox right now, but. I'm not sure if I'm still in the program or if they discontinued the, the iPhone because right. they have had this in the beta stage right. on iPhone. So Yeah, yeah. I did release that. I mean, uh, I guess the last point I wanted to make on this, guys, before we get to something Miranda mentioned a minute ago about Halo multiplayer being free, uh, that's a big topic we got to talk about. But uh, this, you know, for years, we've, we've heard it. I've, we've all been covering Xbox for a long time. I've been covering it for an eternity. And for years... I've gotten the tweets, the emails. When is Microsoft going to make a handheld? The rumors of the X-Boy oh. handheld. I mean, <laughs> this is this is kind of that. Like this is this mm -hmm. is sort of the the 21st century version of an Xbox handheld. Like this is I think this is we're never going to get a dedicated device. I mean that ship sailed years ago, but here you go. I mean this is a dedicated uh, or not dedicated, but it, this is a way to play Xbox games <laughs> in a mobile fashion. Honestly, it's, it's, I think, the only way you could do it going forward. Obviously, mobile gaming is <clears throat> um, in a weird spot because that, that happened with smartphones, right? Like, we, we all saw how, like, smartphones became popular and, like, mobile gaming, that whole landscape really changed. Excuse me. <clears throat> so, I feel like, thank you. I, I feel like there's a, never going to be reality where we see Microsoft come up with a handheld system. Like, this is the answer to that. I think it's a great answer. It is. It's, it's probably where the industry is going to further down the line. Like eventually that Samsung TV is going to have some app on it that says Xbox. and You'll be able to play your Xbox games on your TV. 
you know, that's that's where I imagine the industry going longer term. There'll probably be a Stadia app and a Sony app too, but that's probably, we're probably a ways out on that. All right, next topic here uh, is what Miranda hinted at a moment ago. Halo Infinite going free to play on the multiplayer side. So the, the campaign will still uh, presumably incur a cost. I can't imagine that's gonna be free also. Uh, Probably still 60 bucks, but uh, the multiplayer portion of Halo Infinite will be free to play. 343 announcing on Twitter, quote, we can confirm Halo Infinite multiplayer will be free to play and will support 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X. More details will be shared later. Now, this announcement was not supposed to happen yet, and uh, an Irish retailer, of all things, leaked this. Uh, on their, they had like an Xbox product page, which mentioned mentioned this, and then, you know, r- rumors uh, start to to build and go from there. And three four three went ahead and confirmed it. And I have to say, I, I want to hear from you guys on this. The, I think it's an incredibly smart move. I mean, it's they're looking, especially Miranda. After you and I learned from three four three before the showcase that Infinite's a platform. There's no, there are no plans for an Infinite two. Everything's going to kind of live and and evolve through Infinite. And so having the multiplayer be accessible to anyone with a PC or or Xbox uh, is just going to help ensure a thriving, large player base for a long, long time. Yeah, and it's so important to have that player base for a long time and have people interested. Um, and because that's kind of how I think your multiplayer games suffer. You see it every single year at Call of Duty of how like just just about halfway into the year or so the player base dips off and then there's a bunch of like issues of like people um spamming certain things or people exploiting certain things just because like the player base dwindles so much um and having it free to play and probably having these like probably i would assume cool events around it and like different maybe map launches or different game modes and like different kind of like fun sort of i think they mentioned that they're gonna have battle pass probably i mean i would assume so uh, just like different sort of events around this will just make it a lot more of an interesting shooter to stick with over time. Um, and it's also great because now we can all pressure our friends to play Halo with us because it's free. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. Destin, 120 frames per second. Do you, uh, do, are you going to play, you going to play your Halo multiplayer on PC or, uh, or you could probably get 144 or, uh, or on Xbox Series X at 120? Maybe on PC, 144 hertz for life. Uh, you know what timing wise this this is definitely a win that they needed Uh, this was met with universal positivity and i think it did do a lot to sort of balance out the negativity of the initial reveal i i think it's really smart to go free to play on the multiplayer front for halo they have like you said it's going to be a platform it's going to be really cool to see if they do some like Fortnite level storytelling within the world of Halo. Yeah. That could be really interesting. And uh, I'm stoked about this. This is great. I'm still going to get my Halo Infinite campaign. Um, you guys already sort of talked about uh, the reveal there. I won't rehash old old wounds. <laughs> but this is great. This is good news. I don't. I don't really think there's a way to spin this to be a negative. It's. It sounds great to me. So, yeah. Dustin, you just said Fortnite st- style storytelling, and all I could think of was like all of us Spartans like sitting on a beach somewhere watching a movie trailer. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I mean like the in-game events where like the whole yeah. world blows up. Like, I I could imagine they could do a lot of really really interesting stuff within uh, the Halo universe and all the characters and things that could happen within the world of Halo in a multiplayer type game. Yeah, but it's not really battle royale, right? So it's no. more Halo no, stuff. I'm I'm okay. glad you brought that up though, just because the I keep seeing that pop up. Oh, well, this must mean Halo's gonna have Battle Royale. And I like I get why people's minds go there. I'm not faulting that at all. But just to reiterate, 343 has repeatedly said there is no battle royale in uh Halo Infinite multiplayer. Now, could that change? Yes. Um, could that change for launch sure but i think it's do not assume it's that it's there because they've said it's not um and for anybody thinking that i guess the other point i wanted to make about this is i can absolutely assure you that this announcement of free-to-play multiplayer 
was not planned as some sort of like band-aid to against the the negative generally negative reaction to the campaign reveal it's been they've been planning the free to play multiplayer thing for a long long time they didn't just slap dash throw this together so uh that aside yeah i, I just think this is it's going to be really good for the future of halo because i mean halo as we all know was it was it was the shit for a long time <laughs> until 2007 halo 3 ships in the late september that year and then call of duty 4 shipped in november of that year and that's sort of when halo's reign as like the console first person shooter or at least the ubiquitous one the dominant one started to diminish there because that's when really call of duty uh really ascended into the the next tier and and becoming the biggest thing in the industry and that's not to say halo's not a big game it still is and halo 5 continues to be played by tons of people but the reality is there is a lot more competition out there from not just call of duty but free to play stuff like uh fortnite and PUBG and and all these things so yes. yeah i just i think the the free to play here outside on the multiplayer is is going to be really good for the long-term health of Halo multiplayer, which is good for everybody because that means we'll get more maps, more cool stuff, more community feedback, helping make the game better. As you said, Destin, there isn't a downside to this. Yeah, and actually the next story kind of uh, bolsters why this is good news if if it continues with Halo Infinite. I don't mean to push you to the next one, but... No, please, I kind fact, of want take it away, my friend. Yeah, so Master Chief Collection is getting crossplay later this year. Uh, 343 confirms Halo the Master Chief Collection will get crossplay between Xbox One and PC in 2020 alongside a custom game browser, PC file share, per game graphics, and audio options, mouse and keyboard support on Xbox One and more. Uh, that's just awesome. And if that's going to continue with Infinite, that just means this this huge multiplayer player base across all Halo games. And that's just great. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, usually how this works, by the way, because I know a lot of console players are like, oh, I'm going to go up against keyboard and mouse players. You can likely opt out of that if you yes. choose to. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, uh, I mean, just, there, you just mostly, other, other than elite players, you mostly can't compete head-to-head. -head. It's just, you know, a flick of the mouse is, <laughs> is uh, a whole lot different than a, than a flick of the right thumbstick, no matter how high your sensitivity is set. But I think that uh, window is going to get more narrow as consoles are doing 120 and PCs that's doing true. 144. But yeah, there's just there's something about the mouse that is just it's more accurate than a stick. You know, yeah, absolutely. So, it's like you're yeah. having your whole arm to control where you're aiming versus like your thumb. <laughs> so yeah. you can just like yeah. have that in terms too. It's it's pretty mm -hmm. huge. There are phenomenal controller players though out there i will say oh that. yeah oh yeah, there's absolutely. no doubt about that i used to be one of them back in the halo two days <laughs> in my youth i don't know let's I mean, be honest I don't i've never been that good at anything so <laughs> yeah i don't think i was phenomenal i was average I was gamer good. all the way Destin, <laughs> average gamer legary that's what they call me <laughs> so ryan you brought up the whole uh halo 3 coming out and then call of duty or uh, 4 coming out yes and that reminded me of my prime shooter days <laughs> and I was like, all the time. And I remember there was this like ongoing debate in, in school because we were just like, well, you're a Halo 3 player, you're a COD 4 player. And I'm like, I play Halo. <laughs> and then eventually uh, Modern Warfare 2 came out and I was like, well, I can play both. <laughs> so, oh, man, I love shooters. It's so good. I, you know, I like it's where funny. shooters are at right now. Like those old conversations, Miranda. The fact that something like Warzone's playable everywhere, Apex is, Fortnite is. It, it's really, it really feels good when the gamers, when game companies do stuff like that, or have cross-platform shooters in that respect. Yeah. I will say that I was never, even in my early twenties, mid twenties, uh, my physical sh Twitch shooter game prime, never good at Call of Duty. I, it's. it's it, I've always just kind of vibed with Halo, like just the the pace of it and the feel of it and the the wep the gun game and the vehicles. Whereas, I mean, I, that's the thing. I tip my cap. Call it like I watch Call of Duty players now, good ones, and it's that game. It's it's so. I mean, it's not that it's not a mental game, and you definitely need to use your brain to outsmart people, but it's just 
the reflexes and the twitch skills involved in Call of Duty, I think I feel like Halo is a little bit more. I think you can get away with playing a little bit more cerebral in it and kind of outsmart, like be like a crafty old veteran and outsmart people a little bit more, whether it's through the use of vehicles or or different weapon combos. Whereas I feel like Call of Duty, again, it definitely, if you're a smart player, you're at an advantage, but it is just like, if, if you have the better Twitch skills, you are just going to run, <laughs> run the place. Yeah, it's it's just always been that way. It's just it's yeah. cool the differences between the two games. It's definitely comes down, I think, for that a large part is because of the time to kill, like time to kill. Exactly. Yeah. It's just quick. It's so so quick, um, and that's very between every Call of Duty. But like with Halo, it has a little bit longer. Uh, you can, I think, get yourself out of sticky situations when maybe you couldn't have in Call of Duty. Exactly. I played a ton of the Halo games. Love Halo, but I think the first game I basically no life was Gears One. I got nice. I got probably above average in Gears One. I'll never claim I was good. Halo, I was definitely just, you know, a little maybe average to above average, but yeah. Oh, for that for the oh for that time machine to go back to my <laughs> Halo two days when I could Halo actually two, yeah. hold my own. All right, let's move on here. Uh, now, this next story is technically a PlayStation story, but I want to discuss it in the Xbox context. And the embargo's and, up, so we can talk about the beta now. So sure, uh, which I have not had a chance to play. Game. Actually, I have it, but I haven't had a chance to dig in. Mm-hmm. So as you may have heard this week, it was a, a huge story earlier in the week. Marvel's Avengers, which is on the way in early September. It's coming, it's actually, it's like about a month away, that game. The PlayStation versions are getting uh, a number of exclusives, some of it timed, but they are getting Spider-Man as a playable Avenger exclusively. Uh, So Xbox will not be getting that. Uh, No Spider-Man on Xbox. Uh, And then some of the other things, there's some little modes and things uh, that will come to Xbox later. And this... (laughs) This was your fanboy argument fuel of the week right here. And uh, it, but it's, this is a big story. I mean, this is, this just kind of, again, goes to show the, the differences in business philosophy from Sony and Microsoft. Uh, And I want to hear what you guys think, because for me, uh, like Destin, we, we see Sony's been doing this for a while with, uh, they did it with destiny they did it with, uh, with, with there was the exclusive strike on PS4 and I think some weapons or well PS3 and PS4 at the time. Coveted, coveted exotics came to PlayStation for one year. Year, yeah. So those weapons would often be patched to be less powerful by the time that they came to Xbox. Right. It it was a it was a big problem with Destiny. The community hated it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say largely, at least in the Destiny community, they're seeing this and they're like, what are you doing? Right. Very, then, like, it just sort of, it really is damaging to the other platforms. Uh, I think, I don't know if Dorna wrote it. I read an article. He did. I read a whole bunch of articles about this, but this is damaging to what the company Square is able to do with the Avengers franchise because now Spider-Man is locked to one platform, meaning basically you'll be able to play as Spider-Man. Is that going to involve any storytelling? We don't know, but it's probably just, okay, you can play as Spider-Man. That's it. We can't lock him into the narrative on any platforms because we're a cross-platform game, right? So this is just, it's kind of, it's a crappy deal across the board. I definitely understand profit margins. This is like, if, Sony wants money and they paid for this or whatever. Yes. No, they don't own exclusive rights to Spider-Man though. I think that's an important aspect to cover, Ryan, because Not a lot of people are like, of Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, yeah, everybody called to that immediately. Oh, Sony owns Spider-Man. They've done such a good job at marketing Spider-Man that people think Sony has exclusive rights to Spider-Man and that's right. not true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, destiny. Uh, and then, <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the uh, the remake or remaster, I guess it was, that I reviewed earlier this year. Uh, that was exclusive for just a month, but that did come to PlayStation 4 first. And then in general, just the PlayStation, D- excuse me, the Call of Duty DLC is timed to PlayStation for a month, uh, which, by the way, that's 
it was time to Xbox in the 360 days. So the, the point is that Sony keeps doing this stuff and Microsoft doesn't. Now, moral high ground aside, so I want to play devil's advocate here for a second, because if you're, an, if you're a diehard Xbox fan and you see this happen again and again and again, do you start to look at Xbox and go, are you guys going to go to bat for me here as a, as a loyal customer of your platform? When is Xbox going to start doing these deals? And I know Phil has said, in fact, I think he said it on this podcast at some point in, in one of the last couple interviews we did, that he doesn't like those deals. He doesn't, which, which I get. But, and, and it also runs counter to, to Microsoft's philosophy, which we've been seeing play out, which is, hey, play, games are for everyone on no matter where you're playing on all platforms. But again, the devil's advocate argument I want to put forth to you guys is, why doesn't Microsoft, like, should Microsoft effectively... At, it's going to be a, and this is going to get like clipped out and and <laughs> taken out of context. But should Microsoft fight dirty? Also, if your opponent is doing it and it's working, should Microsoft be doing this too? Sony Best fans thing. were very happy about this news, rubbing salt in the wounds. Basically, very very like the the comments on this story when I did this on NG Plus, incredibly toxic. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was like very very off putting, but. I think if we flip the script here, let's say Sony or let's say Xbox, Microsoft ends up buying those WB properties and Batman okay. becomes an Xbox exclusive. Yep. Good example. Batman, hypothetical, but it could happen. Like it's going to be reversed, but it's going to be just as bad. And like right. that's not Phil's philosophy, but Microsoft has the money to do something like that. They're already buying TikTok, you know? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see what's happening there. Well, but, um, they also bought Minecraft. And Minecraft's allowed to be on PlayStation. Blue, right. all right, no more Minecraft on PlayStation. Like, they could get really dirty if they wanted to, but that's not their overall philosophy. Their overall philosophy is what's best for the gaming community. And I think that's absolutely awesome. This console exclusivity stuff, it's its antiquated, and its it, it doesn't do good things for game designers. It limits what they're capable of telling story-wise on multiple platforms, and it's a bummer. It's a bummer to see this happen. That's, that's you, my two cents. I mean, you kind of covered this, but real quick before we go to Miranda, what, you, know, you live through this. Uh, I mean, I think, it, I think it's a pretty apples-to-apples apples comparison between this and the Destiny thing that you talked yeah. about. Would you say that, that it was a, negative, a, a net negative for the Destiny community? Obviously a positive for Absol Sony, but yeah. was it a net negative for the Destiny community? PlayStation or did it, players, did it ultimately not really matter? No, it mattered. PlayStation players didn't like this. Xbox and, and PC players, of course, didn't like this. And this affected them. As soon as Bungie could get out of it, they got the heck out of any deals like that. And just philosophy-wise, they're not doing that anymore. So yeah, it was a big negative for the game, especially for those players who didn't get to like use the coveted weapons like the Hawkmoon when it was in its prime. Miranda, do you, uh, how do you, how do you feel here? I hate it. <laughs> um, I think, so I hate devious on a lot of levels too, right? Because I think arguably Spider-Man is one of the most popular Avengers, if not the most popular. He's at least my favorite. And it's just kind of like the game quality and my actual interest in this game aside, like it just feels really bad to see. It's like, hey, look at this really cool guy that everyone loves. That's exclusive. Um, I just think... Microsoft should absolutely not do this, and if they do, I would be very angry. Um, so you don't you don't want them you don't want them to, to, no. to do this as well. No, absolutely not. I think it goes against as as you said, it goes against a lot of the messaging that they're trying to do. I think so. While Microsoft may not always have like a variety of exclusive games that they can show for like right this moment. Um, that are, I think, as heavy-hitting as maybe some of Sony's games are, right. they do at least have the goodwill of, hey, we are actually doing things and making business decisions that help our community and are, and are very pro-consumer. Like, that's what we're trying to do. And if they were to take a deal like this, that is, that just goes against it, right? Like, you're suddenly, like, putting your cards against yourself, too. And it, it's, mm -hmm. I don't want to see them doing that. 
um, I think that's, we, we talk about a lot on here too. It's like how a lot of these business decisions end up being very pro-consumer. And like, we want to keep seeing them do that. And just because Sony's doing this, does obviously not mean that they should do it. And obviously Phil himself had, says that he does not want to do these sorts of deals. Um, it's just very irritating to see that happen. And I, I don't know, like, I just, to just like the console legion stuff too is very silly to me like i get it if you're just really proud of like something that you own especially if it's like the one thing that you can own or the one thing that you prefer for some reason but i think just like rubbing salt to the moons for something it just doesn't this doesn't make a lot of sense to me and this is just trying to further push that divide and i get trying to fight for exclusivity things but and uh, again we we totally understand the business reasons of this it's just very frustrating to see yeah yeah and like sony congrats sony fans you are going to get Spider-Man exclusivity, but that experience is going to be lessened because of the constraints that they have to deal with being a multi-platform game. So, great, you you got Spider-Man. It's going to be worse than it could have been, though, had he been allowed to be on multiple platforms. Now, like, if this was exclusive skins, because I think Steam has exclusive skins and Xbox has exclusive skins probably for Avengers... That, that I'm less concerned about. But this is a whole character, a whole playable character. This would be like if Titans were Xbox exclusive and Warlocks were, were PlayStation <laughs> exclusive for Destiny. It would be weird. That would right? be so and, weird. And, and that's, that's just what's off-putting about it. It's, it's a very, very strange decision for, for Square. And, and well, Dustin, you make such a great point on that too. Like just... The storytelling stuff there, you're, you're suddenly limited. Like, yeah, I guess you could do some sort of story thing, but how much effort are they actually going to put into developing something around that? And again, this is one of the coolest Avengers, and this this character is not going to get something, pro- probably not going to get something that's as big as it could have been because it is just going to be for PlayStation. Well, and we also, we don't know for sure yet, but it, this calls, right. it calls into question the viability of crossplay. Of you know that's that's an initiative we've been seeing certainly Microsoft advocate and, and push for for a while you know are at some point are PlayStation and Xbox going to be able to play together or or not because of this or if they are you know Xbox fans to, will just get to watch Spider Man being played <laughs> by their PlayStation friends so, so there cool. there's a lot there now the the one other the interesting historical footnote to this is that not only has Square done this on up but on the other side before yeah. crystal hard. dynamics square and crystal the exact same combination actually we you know we did see this on the xbox side uh in 2014 the rise of the tomb raider deal which of course it was a one-year exclusive for the entire game to xbox which i think is a a little bit of a different story because it's 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 just the whole thing it's not a it's not a sort of extra slice so you could argue that that's better or worse but uh now sony fans are very tribalistic in that like even when their games come to pc we've seen a huge negative reaction from, from yeah. probably only the strongest play i don't want to like the, the vocal either. minority like, yeah you know yeah, yeah yeah so yeah just i don't know i didn't make a great point point there but um <laughs> They get really mad when it's on anything but PlayStation. But I guess the what I wanted to say about Tomb Raider is that, you know, if you remember, Microsoft got publicly pretty in the community pretty well raked over the coals for that deal. And and but here we are now. Sony definitely has taken criticism for this this week, but as you pointed out Destin, it's been a lot of a lot of uh more a lot of gloating from the Sony community side of things and and so it leads me to sort of wonder uh aloud and and again I don't know what the answer to this is I'm just sort of asking it is can weirdly can only the market leader get away with this if you're if you're the underdog <laughs> can you not get away with it but if you're if you're in if you're in the driver's seat in the industry do you get to get away with this or I don't know. It's it's all just it is all very strange. Um, like like if Xbox got Wolverine, you're saying, right? Well, yeah. If I mean, but that at least, I mean, I guess I think part of what makes this hurt uh, and seem shady is 
exactly that, that it's only PlayStation that's getting some exclusive stuff. I mean, you guys all remember Soul Calibur 2, even if you didn't play it back in the day, where each platform, GameCube, PS2, and Xbox, got an exclusive character uh, in the game. So, and in fact, we've seen that, I think, with other fighting games over the years, too, but you had Spawn on Xbox, Link on GameCube, and uh, I think it was Kratos, maybe, on on um, it was PlayStation 2. It was but, Hayachi from Tekken. Thank you. Yes. Uh, I, I played I a think, lot of Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> yes, thank you. I think I'm yeah. thinking of something else. Uh, I think Kratos, maybe that was Mortal Kombat. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It was but, Mortal Kombat 9. Kratos thank you. was, yeah. Good memory. Um, but anyway, yeah, so at least there you had each platform. In fact, that was almost more of an incentive to buy it on all three platforms if you had them. Uh, whereas this is just like, oh, because they have a marketing deal with Sony where they're aligning with PlayStation, only PlayStation gets Spider-Man and this content. And that's just, that really makes it feel like a, you're walling off the garden at that point. All right. Uh, let's see. We are almost out of time this week. You know what? I'm going to save. I'm going to save some of these other stories for another time. I want to go to the loot box because we have uh, a new little feature that we're trying out. We're hopefully this is going to stick and and be a regular thing. Uh, IGN is uh, partnering with this little little uh, tech tool called Yappy, where basically you can leave video Yappa. comments. What, Destin? Did I get it it's wrong? Yappa. It's Yappa. Yappa. I think Yappy might be a, a, a hockey mascot. I may have not gotten that wrong. Thank you, Yappa. Uh, so our loot box question, which uh, you can so you can send in it basically go to the article version of Unlocked on IGN each week, and then in the comments, log in to Yappa and you can leave a video comment, uh, which you can sign in with Facebook, I think with Google, discuss. There's kind of a lot of easy ways to sign in if you want to do this. So this week's loot box question comes to us from Kevin S. Kevin, take it away. Hello, everyone. My name is Kevin. I uh, want to say hi to Ryan and the rest of the Unlock crew. I've uh, been a gamer since the uh, NES days. Uh, hardcore gamer had pretty much every system that's come out. But uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is like one of the biggest games I've ever uh, seen as you probably would agree. So, would you wait for the ray tracing patch for next generation, or will you jump right into it when the uh, Series X or PS5 comes out? Um, let me know your thoughts. I probably won't be able to wait, but uh, <laughs> rock on, Cyberpunk. He's ready. <laughs> He's ready to go. Uh, thank you, Kevin. All right, uh, we're we're running out of time. I think I know everybody's answers on this, but Miranda, I'm going to go your way first. Are you going to wait for the Series X optimized patch to come down the pipe, or are you going to just dive right in on Series X in whatever up native upgrades you get out of that console? There's no way I could wait. There's like just <laughs> no way, no chance in hell. Like I'm way too excited for this game. It is, I think, what between that and like Halo Infinite are like my most anticipated games of the rest of this year. Me too. Uh, so I definitely cannot wait. Also. Professionally, I kind of need to play it <laughs> for Game of the Year stuff. I can't really wait. And, of course, for guide stuff, um, I'm very excited. I'm still trying to lead that guy, so I am ready to take on that behemoth. So, Destin, how about yeah. you, my friend? You waiting? Hell you, no, you got I'm the not going to no. wait. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, uh, I'll probably play on PC, though. Sorry, I, sorry, Xbox fam. I know you guys want me to say I'm playing on Series X, but, you know, the PC is going to look the best, so that's where I'll start, and that's where yeah, I'll stay. I, I'm actually torn myself. <laughs> yeah. I, like I legitimately, I, I can't decide yet because uh, my new PC, which is uh, which Roby Tech uh, is is building me. If you, you uh, are in the Xbox community, you might know Roby. Uh, he is he. I commissioned him uh, to. I I paid him to expertly build my a new PC for me since I don't have the time or expertise to do it myself. <laughs> it arrives tomorrow, which yeah. I am super thrilled about. It's it's. Uh, I've got the I've got the NVMe hard drive in there for the you know just like the Xbox Series X has. I've got wow uh, a 2070 Super in there. Uh, I'm very excited, and so yeah, like I have, I just have basically have to decide: do I want to be in this chair, at my, uh, it playing in 1440p on my on this new monitor on the new PC, or 
do I want to be on the couch yeah. playing in 4K <laughs> but without ray tracing? So it's it's a good problem to have, and I haven't decided what I'm going to do yet. But Kevin, thank you very much. That was an excellent question. We can definitely see too. You are ready to go <laughs> for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, you can you can feel free to send in your loot box question the regular email way, unlocked at ign.com. But the goal is, I would love to push as many people towards that yap because it's fun to see. Like that was fun to hear from Kevin and, and get uh, somebody from yeah, the felt, community on the show. Felt there, like he so. was hanging out. Yeah. So please yeah. Uh, maybe give that a go if you if if uh, you feel so inclined. And we'll actually have to call it right there. We'll do trivia next week when hopefully Brandon Tyrell is back. I've got a good question lined up, though. It's This one's going to be for Miranda because Miranda always complains about the com, – not complains, but <laughs> you're always sad when it's the original Xbox questions. But this is a Gears of War question, so this will be for you next week. But uh, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. Again, check out IGN first with Outriders and then uh, – well, well, I don't know. I don't know what else is going on. But follow me on Twitter if you're interested at DMC underscore Ryan Destin. At Destin Legary. I'm excited for that Outriders coverage. Can't wait to see it. Miranda, take us home. I'm Marina Sanchez. You can follow me at Havoc Rose. That's Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and everywhere else. Um, one thing that I want to promote because it's really cool. I have a stationary stream on Sundays at 1130 a.m. PT. And we talk about pens. Anyway, that's all I've got. <laughs> That is that just sounds relaxing, and I think I need relaxing in my life. So that's I got that, I got new stickers. Yeah, that sounds anyway, uh, it is. That sounds like a and, and the time like a Sunday morning. That sounds like the perfect combination of things: Sunday morning, stationary, relax. Sounds good. We'll check that out. Uh, thank you, Miranda. Thank you, Destin. I'm Ryan. This was unlocked four fifty five, and we'll see you back here next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.